Blog Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for today is Glamour and Illusion. And also today we'll be giving you a gift, and we'll be talking more about that a little bit later, so stay with us so you can hear how you can get that gift. And we're going to begin with our thought. Let reality govern my every thought, and truth be the master of my life. Now, the reality, so many questions uh, occur to me. Is reality what I perceive through my five senses? is truth what I perceive through my five senses. So I guess there's a lot of questions about that. Maybe we'll go to Sarah and Dale and start with them on that. Where where does this ancient prayer, first of all, where does that ancient prayer come from? And what does it have to do with glamour and illusion? I'm not sure where this uh, prayer comes from. It's uh, it's mentioned in the books of Alice Bailey, and uh, all that she says is that it's a very ancient prayer. Probably it's an appeal that the human being has um, uh, launched uh, from time immemorial when that person finds himself in a state of confusion, uh, even despair and hopelessness, where you can't see your way out of a particular situation, that's very human. And we can assume that it's a state that uh, goes back to the earliest experiences of humanity. It's um, an appeal for reality to govern our thinking. When we find ourselves in a state of uh, extreme fear, for example, of even panic, where your thoughts just sort of swim around like uh, in a in a tide pool and you can't control them and all kinds of images and uh, fears and uh, suspicions come come into your mind and you don't know what to think and you don't know what reality is, then this appeal, this invocation in a sense, let reality govern my every thought and truth be the master of my life, can have quite a a calming and clarifying effect. I've worked with it, um, as many of us have, in times of uh, panic or great fear. And there's something very powerful about these words, because it is such an ancient prayer, that it uh, works its own magic. Have you found that to be so? 
Well, yes, I mean, it's, a, it's an invocation to the soul, really, for, for a light, uh, to bring more light into <clears throat> to, the, to the mind, into your mind and my mind and everybody's mind for a greater truth, because then you can find your way out of this morass or this maze that you, uh, or <clears throat> this darkness that you find yourself in. And that's the only way, really, is... is to, uh, to call in those soul energies. I think it's based on the recognition that what we are thinking, what is coming into our mind, isn't necessarily reality. You have to start with that awareness. Every thought that comes into your head doesn't necessarily come from a very high level. Fears and suspicions and uh, uh, hunches and suppositions can be uh, not terribly high level at all, and they can be very far removed from reality. What we call our thinking is often more emoting, feeling, sensing, mm-hmm. uh, and this is where the the glamour and illusion can have such a grip on us, and we we won't even realize that our thinking is truly distorted. We say sometimes of people that he or she couldn't think her way out of a paper bag, mm-hmm. and. We can find ourselves in that state sometimes. If you really are bothered about something and really confused, if you sit down and you try to think it through about identify the factors that you know are true and identify the factors that are really only suppositions and hunches and uh, suspicions, you might find that clarifying. I think that's a way of enacting this prayer where you're identifying for yourself what you know to be reality. And you might be surprised. It isolates the few components that really are true and everything else is just feeling and wondering. You have to leave your mind open to... Uh, I thought <clears throat> you were going to say you have to leave your mind. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> no, don't take it with you at all times. So this, there comes a point in your it. life where, yes, you do have to leave your mind, maybe. But uh, uh, at, at this do. stage, I think one should allow this reality to change because or our concept of reality to change because there is no one <clears throat> reality uh, in fact uh, if we um if we really <coughs> consider the the question of reality then what we see in the world is totally unreal uh, it it comprises of everything that they call the unreal everything in the tangible physical world because behind all of this physical world there is what they call the reality with a capital r so we're making a mistake right from the beginning when we think that uh, the world as we see and know and smell and taste it is not reality. Yes, if we can begin to see it from the perspective of the soul and from from the side of the spirit and on the inner side of life because that's where reality really exists. What we um what we the world we live in now in this physical world that we're so identified with is really just a very temporary and changeable state. You could say it's also (coughs) symbolic, isn't it? The world, uh, the outer world, is symbolic of conditions that um, are much more subjective and hidden. And when we are in a situation that is confusing and distorted and unpleasant, if we think of it as symbolizing an internal state, that might help to clarify our thinking. It might help us identify 
how we had a hand in creating it. And if you um, think that you have the final truth of anything, then it's probably a good <laughs> possibility that you don't. What? <laughs> uh, you have to think about that and yeah. be, be open to it. Well, it just reminds me of uh, that thought uh, that uh, if you think you can, you can, and if you think you can't, you can't. You're probably right, also. Which brings mm -hmm. me to Buddha, who said your beliefs determine your reality. I guess there's mm -hmm. so many levels of discussing reality. But how do we know if we are suffering from glamour, or if our thinking is distorted by illusion? Well, it's very difficult to identify glamour because um, it's so embedded in us, or we are embedded in it, most human beings. We can usually identify glamour and illusion in others because we're more detached from it, and we can observe it and see it at work. Uh, but in ourselves, it's much more difficult to um, isolate and identify, but we're given a few... Um, guideposts in the writings of Alice Bailey to identify glamour. One is that uh, is the expression of criticism when careful analysis of the situation would show that no criticism is really justified. And that is probably uh, an indulgence that a lot of us find ourselves uh, in where we criticize without really uh, having any basis or right for criticizing. That's a, an inlet for glamour. Another is criticism where there's no personal responsibility involved, where it isn't one place or right or duty to be finding fault and pointing it out. And think how that would stop most of us from criticizing. There are times when people in positions of responsibility, when mothers and fathers and teachers and police officers and so on, bosses and so on, have to point out mistakes and wrongdoing, but most of the time uh, it isn't your place or your right to criticize. Remaining silent would help. So that's another indication of glamour where you think it's your right and your duty to criticize. Another is pride and satisfaction, uh, particularly in one's spiritual status. If you find yourself feeling that you're quite superior and advanced, beware and a fourth is uh, any any sense of superiority or of separation from humanity, that you're different, mm -hmm. that you're better, that you're apart from, that you're not like others. If you find yourself thinking like that, those are signs of glamour. Those are the hardest to uh, deal with because um, we're so deeply uh, immersed in this state of consciousness. And I think it goes back to what we've mentioned before, that... Uh, a lot depends on where our consciousness is focused. And uh, if we tend to uh, be focused in our emotional life, then uh, that's that's going to color and it's going to condition all of the, the way that we see the world and, and the way that we interpret the world around us. Everything is going to be seen through this emotional uh, rose-colored glasses kind of thing. I think an interesting question, though, for people is how to know when you are being emotional and when you are thinking. Well, it's hard to distinguish it mm -hmm. because they, they, right now the consciousness is such that uh, it's mind and emotion working together. Mm -hmm. And that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good analogy. I mean, you know, we have this um, uh, idea that 
uh, the symbol of the fog. We mm-hmm. call we're walking around in a fog. Well, the um, it's a good symbol because fog is air and moisture together, which mm-hmm. is a symbol of mind and emotion <coughs> mixing right. together. And it's those yeah. um, <coughs> two uh, forces and energies that uh, it's so hard to distinguish and to separate. Them. And again, that prayer. Uh, let reality govern my every thought and truth be the master of my life can help one to sort out emotion from real, clear thought. Mm-hmm. If you work with that on a regular basis. And for those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. And our topic for today is glamour and illusion. And by the way, we're, we mentioned earlier that we're offering you a gift and all you have to do to uh, acquire that gift is to call us on our toll-free number. And the gift is a very interesting uh, pamphlet called uh, Energy Follows Thought, and it uh, contains the essence of uh, this conversation and has a lot to do with how uh, energy uh, can have, uh, thought can have a lot to do uh, with combining with energy to uh, to create reality. And just give us a call and order that, uh, that pamphlet if you'd like it. It's called uh, Energy Follows Thought. It's based on a book by Alice Bally. The title of it is Glamour, A World Problem. So to order uh, uh, the pamphlet, Energy Follows, Follows Thought, uh, give us a call on one 695 8247 That's our toll-free number, one 695 8247 An easy way to remember it, one 866 N Y Lucis. Think of New York Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. And also at this time of the year, we hold our most important public meetings, uh, the three spiritual festivals and the annual Arcane School Conference, all of which are coming up in March and April. Uh, you would be welcome to attend and meet other people who share an interest in this work and teaching. And please write or call for a meeting schedule and, con- and conference program. Um, most frequently asked question uh, is, are you, is Lucis Trust, is it a religion? No, we're not. Uh, if you attend these particular festivals, you'll meet people from all walks of life and many backgrounds. We consider ourselves, ourselves a spiritual philosophy organization, so all are welcome. If you'd like to write to us, uh, please do so. And remember, donations can be sent to Lucis Trust at 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And uh, speaking of donations, all the work of the Lucis Trust, including this radio program, is funded by the voluntary donations of people like yourselves who support the goals of the Lucis Trust. We're not endowed, nor do we have a wealthy benefactor who helps to pay for this program. We depend on the donations, large and small, of individuals. So please give if you want these programs to continue on the air. Could so, I uh, yeah. interject a little comment mm-hmm. here? Sure. If any of the listeners, any of you people out there would like to come to any of our meetings, why, be sure to come up and uh, introduce yourself to Sarah and I will be there. And uh, we'd like to hear from you and we'd like to meet you. So if you do attend the meetings, why, come up and say hello. Yeah, we've had a lot of our radio listeners uh, join those meetings, and don't be a stranger. You're all welcome. So once again, for that pamphlet, uh, Energy Follows Thought, uh, you can give us a call at the toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247 or 1-866-NY-LUCIS, and we'll be happy to send it out to you 
free of charge. Uh, what are some of the familiar glamours, glamours, and are they related to the Hollywood type of glamour? Uh, yes and no. When I think of Hollywood glamour, I think of Fredericks of Hollywood. Those uh, people in our audience who might know that uh, line of clothing will get a pretty good idea mm-hmm. of the glamour that surrounds um, the the female image. It's hilarious, and it's defeating to every young girl that thinks that's the image she should grow up to become. It doesn't happen. And we have a society of uh, girls who are increasingly anorexic and bulimic because they think they're all supposed to look like Barbie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Hollywood glamour does have a a kind of a vicious uh, shadow side to it of uh, empty beauty that um, is a kind of a... A uh, sword held, held over the heads of a lot of people who don't uh, measure up to that physical standard. But there's another element of glamour that's given in the books of Alice Bailey that pertains more to the spiritual consciousness. There's a lot of glamour associated with spiritual awakening. And uh, it can express itself in the most unusual ways. One of the classic examples of glamour on the spiritual path is the world savior complex or the messianic complex, one who thinks he or she is here to save the world. And uh, I used to work in the library uh, at the Lucis Trust, and several times people came in who (laughs) told me, I shouldn't laugh because they were serious, they told me quite frankly that they were uh, Christ, Mm -hmm. and they believed it. And these were people who were not crazy, but they were obviously a little bit um, devoid of a sense of proportion and balance, uh, because I'm pretty (laughs) sure that, well, I mean, Christ exists in all of us, yes, the Christ principle, but they Uh thought, no, they were the representative of that great consciousness. So the messianic complex is one. Another is the service complex, that uh, you have to sacrifice your life in a kind of a, um, uh, a hair shirt way to uh, please God uh, when in fact he wants us to live our lives as fully as possible. What are some other examples? Well, it's related to that as the glamour of, uh, of <laughs> destiny. That's mm-hmm. one of the, that's sort of similar to what you were just referring to. The One feels that he is the Christ, this is his destiny mm-hmm. for his mm-hmm. life and he should go around the world and and proclaim and <coughs> chosen for a special right. task. Yeah, and this is my destiny, and this is my uh, my karma, my dharma, whatever you want to call it. And so uh, one becomes his whole world is narrowed down to that little uh, image of himself, and uh, so so that can be very destructive uh, <coughs> glamour to oneself and uh, to those people around him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the glamour similar to this, the glamour of duty. I feel it's my duty to to carry on to uh, uh, and this this tends to get overemphasized in the sense of responsibility of carrying out this duty, perhaps. And that it's all on your shoulders, yeah. rather than <coughs> seeing the group uh, aspect of uh, mm-hmm. the correction of human problems. And the glamour of devotion. Uh, this leads to an undue. Uh, Stimulation of the astral nature, and uh, it would sacrifice everyone and everything in, in yeah. its path. And uh, once under this glamour, sees 
only one idea and one person and one authority and uh, one aspect of the truth. And uh, it tends to feed fanaticism and uh, spiritual pride. That's more the <coughs> in the realm of illusion, isn't it? The the ide fix, the mm-hmm. the correct but incomplete point of view. It's right in its own context, but it doesn't speak for the whole. It doesn't include the whole. That qualifies the thinking of most many intelligent people. And then there is also the glamour of uh, ambition. Now we may not think that <coughs> ambition is a uh, as a, a glamour. Uh, because um, it, it's very, very common and it's accepted uh, <clears throat> characteristic in a lot of people to be ambitious, to get ahead. That's what you have to do. You have to be mm. ambitious. But it it can lead one onto a uh, down the wrong path. Well, I don't, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I think everybody who tries to develop spiritually to take themselves in hand is driven by a certain amount of ambition. They want to grow. They want to become more than what they presently are. So it's probably the fire under under us that propels us out of our self, um, uh, our 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 inertia and our our self uh, infatuation. But it can get out of hand, yes. Yes, if uh, ambition is so powerful that uh, you just <coughs> knock down everybody in your path to get to your objective, yeah. then uh, you know, then you're incurring more karma than than is good. Yeah, there's a there's a comment in the mm-hmm. writings of Alice Bailey about how to counteract counteract this kind of glamour on the spiritual path, and she says emphasize the spontaneity of the soul. And don't spoil it with the glamour of a selfish aspiration or self-centeredness or self-immolation that says I have to uh, die for the Lord, you know, the kind of hair-shirt mentality or the aggressiveness of spiritual ambition or the self-assertiveness in spiritual work. All of this evaporates when you just let in the light and love of the soul to guide you. You don't have to force yourself so hard. I think that's what she's saying. Let the soul do its magical work without forcing it. So many people think of the spiritual path as a kind of a horse race. And they've got to win that race at all costs. And and they become kind of competitive and... uh, hard on themselves if they aren't uh, doing, growing, expanding in consciousness in the way they think they should. Yes, I think the, uh, you know, in the religious communities, they've had, they've gone through this experience of the glamour of the, the, you know, the fanatic and self-flagellation and self-denial and uh, all of that. Maybe it has a, some purpose, but I think it can go overboard and uh, it t- defeats its purpose mm-hmm. after a while. It gets so so fanatical. Sarah, you repeatedly mentioned Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust or- Organization, and she's written 24 volumes of literature. And Lucis Trust sponsors the show in, in her site. And um, all of the dialogue that you hear on the show emanates from the works of Alice Bailey from the 24 volumes of literature. How can illusion and glamour be overcome. There's a book that Alice Bailey wrote called Glamour, a World Problem that really goes into the 
problem in detail and gives instructions for meditation on uh, eradicating glamour. But some of the basic ideas in her writings suggest that we should study the life of Buddha and Christ for examples of techniques that will free us from glamour and illusion. Um, For example, Christ, when he was tempted in the wilderness, which is uh, told about in the New Testament, he was given three temptations. Each one of them he met with the enunciation of a clear-cut spiritual principle. Rather than indulging in endless arguments and back-and-forth dialogue, he he defined a clear spiritual principle to dispel each temptation. And I think that's interesting because it lets in the light of reality of the mind in a clear, decisive way, rather than the fog of too much analysis, too much uh, uh, back and forth of the analytical mind. The Buddha taught that uh, to overcome glamour, you have to free yourself from attachment (coughs) to all things, free yourself from desire. His whole life message was that desire is an endless pull that keeps one imprisoned and suffering, and that the only release from this is detachment. And he believed that every human being has the capacity to liberate himself His final words in his last sermon were, Be a lamp unto your own feet. Shine your own soul light on your path. You can do it, bringing in the light of the mind. Christ taught that uh, the liberation from glamour was through love. He said, Love one another as I have loved you. This is the, the release from glamour. And as we move forward in consciousness and where the mind begins to act more in a dominant way and we begin to live through the mind, then the uh, the, the factor of illusion kind of takes over from glamour or it, it begins to rise above the, the glamour. And uh, <clears throat> we get caught up in these illusions, illusory uh, ideas, and this is the kind of the product of the intellect, one of the characteristics of the over-intellectual that will uh, be so caught up in ideas and to think that these ideas are, are the truth and reality. And there is a higher source. You were talking about the light of the soul, but and it's it's more of that light from the intuitive level, which is actually of a higher, more deeper source than actually the mind. And that's what uh, rids us of the illusions of uh, the mind. It's the intuitive intuition. That's why the practice of meditation is so important, because for most people that that access to the intuition is developed only through meditation. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes training, a lot of training, a lot of effort. But uh, you're right, that's (coughs) our escape from illusion the development of the intuition. That's why meditation practice is always emphasized in the <coughs> spiritual teachings. There are many methods, but if you're interested in um, uh, attaining this liberation, investigate uh, meditation and choose one method that seems to work for you. Remember that we depend on the donations, large and small, of individuals um, uh, like yourselves. So please give if you want these programs to continue on the air. Donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 
120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And if you want that gift that we're sending out, uh, uh, give us a call on our toll-free number, and we'll be happy to send it to you. Call 1-866-695-8247, the easy way, one 866 Lucis. Think of New York, Lucis. That's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.